Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. All right, guys. This episode is going to be a little bit different. It's a solo episode, and I'm really excited to announce that we have a book coming out on October 2nd, 2023, in just a few short weeks, and a lot of work went into this book. My team has been doing a fantastic job at Labrador Lending, and uh, I'm super pumped to have this this book launched and ready to rock, so you're going to love it. It um, the content is based on 11 of our podcast episodes. Um, so first thing to, know, to note is you need to buy this book and send it to those people in your life who just don't listen to podcasts. You know, you know who I'm talking about. We all have them. You send them the link to an awesome show and they say they don't, they don't understand how to, how to play a podcast or, um, you know, what, what a podcast even is. There's over 4 million podcasts out there apparently. And, you know, a ton of people still don't listen to podcasts. And I know it's never, never going to be a hundred percent of people who are going to listen to podcasts. People consume information in many different ways. Um, and so we decided we wanted to reach more people with our message. And so we are putting out a book and, um, like I said, I'm, I'm pumped about it. We picked 11 of the, of our favorite episodes from the first, I think it was 35 or 36 episodes of the show. And, um, it's it's a uh, jam packed. We cut out all the fluff. We got uh, you know right to the point, the meat of the information. So the book is super inspiring, and I really really hope you pick up a copy or ten. Um, I'm just gonna walk through kind of the eleven episodes and the guests that were uh, that we worked with to put this book together. Um, like I said, I'm I'm pumped about it. So. Our first uh, first guest was Fuquan Bilal, uh, first guest featured in the book, and um, I'm going to highlight some of the some of the takeaways that I took from each episode. Um, first of all, with Fuquan's story, one big thing was that adversity is a catalyst for growth. So he's got a real uh, level head on him, you know, on his on his shoulders, and has a a great perspective looking back at things. And, um, you know, he lost $2 million in the 2008 uh, financial crisis and worked his way out of that. And, and now he's realized that money isn't everything and um, he's a lot less materialistic. 
And that was a fantastic takeaway from his. Another takeaway was that prioritizing community development is critical for him. Um, he's all about raising uh, raising up those around him and building up the, especially the communities in New Jersey uh, where he's from. So that's a fantastic, fantastic approach. I, I love it. It's, it, you know, again, being a part of something bigger than yourself and serving others. Number three from Fuquan was continuous learning and adaptability. And I kind of remember, not kind of, I do remember on the episode with Fuquan where I um, mentioned to him that I was being a cheap and I hadn't joined a mastermind or gotten a coach, a business coach or anything. And he almost came through the screen, the monitor, and he's like, that's a mistake. You need to do that right now. And Fuquan, I've since joined a mastermind group and I just hired a business coach. So um, <clears throat> took me a little while, but pulled the trigger on both things. Uh, our second chapter in the book is based on the pod, the first podcast episode with Matt Izzo. Uh, he was one of my favorite guests. I just love his transformation. He lost uh, 75 pounds, and I believe he lost that three times, and this time he, he finally kept it off. But he's all about addressing the underlying mental and emotional issues, not just the phys your physical state. And so, you know, it's all related, right? You can't just have a better diet, but not clean up, not address trauma and emotional pain and things like that. So that's a huge takeaway from Matt's episode. And that change is holistic. It's a holistic process. That's the second takeaway from his episode is that, you know, it's, again, you can't compartmentalize everything. Yes, you can have a plan to lose weight and clean up your diet, and you need to. Well, not everyone needs to. I probably do a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's holistic. So so he's not th – that's how he was able to keep the weight off. I think it's been six years now, actually, this, this last, last time. So change is a holistic process. Um, and his journey absolutely underscores that. And, and it's just, uh, he's so inspiring on Twitter to follow. Um, just, he's such a positive, uplifting guy. Just, that's why we brought him back for a second episode. Um, and then thirdly is that energy is more valuable than money. Um, certainly you need money, but Matt Izzo's approach is that energy is really the core of what you want. So um, that's pretty a pretty powerful message. Our third chapter in the book Maricela Soberanes, you're talking about somebody who came to the U.S. by herself from Mexico and didn't speak the language, didn't know anyone, and I don't think she had any money, if I recall correctly. Good luck with that, right? So one of the takeaways from her story, which is just fat, uh, fabulous, it's amazing. She, she and her husband, um, now they probably have, I don't know, 26, 2,700 doors, real estate doors. They're big multifamily investors. Um, some were their LPs, some were their GP, uh, GPs. Some they're more active than others. Um, but, you know, she went from that to, you know, from having nothing, not speaking the language, knowing no one, which I think is a critical piece, to just blowing up uh, financially um, and, and just that now I, they're impacting so many more real estate investors to help grow their wealth as well. So one takeaway from her story was the importance of self-investment and taking action. So, um, you know, a lot of people talk about what they want to do. 
Um, a lot of people talk about, yeah, I should invest in myself, similar to the Fuquan thing. Uh, he's he's invests a lot in himself. Um, and so, and Maricella and her husband invest a ton of money into coaching and programs and getting better themselves and taking action, not just not just learning, but actually implementing it. Secondly, the power of mentorship and community kind of ties in the first one that I just talked about. That was huge in her story. And then thirdly is abundant thinking and goal setting. Um, she wrote a book called From Scarcity to Abundance, which is actually how I found her. I'd already named my podcast, but I started looking for great guests for this show. And um, her book popped up and I reached out to her and that's how we connected. So um, definitely recommend her book. I, I've uh, I've read it and it's a great story of how of, of her story and how she was able to to make it big from such a humble beginnings. And it's, it's an inspiring book. Um, for sure. Chris Larson, uh, next chapter is with, was based on the interview with Chris Larson, a friend of mine. Um, we're in the same mastermind group that I mentioned earlier. And we talk about the impact of loss and how Chris was really motivated by the loss of both of his parents, which were separate incidents. And then his very close friend, he had a cycling buddy who they'd trained together for, you know, years. And, um, the passing of his friend was very, was a huge factor in his life. And, um, I think that really motivated him to appreciate the time, you know, that, that we have on earth. Um, and, and now he works to honor the lives of, of those he's lost. The second piece or, or, uh, lesson learned from Chris's story was, uh, growth through adversity, which is a similar, it's a common theme on the show, right? And so just understanding that adversity, we all have it, we're all going to go through it. And, you know, it's, it's here for our growth. It's actually here for us. Um, and he's learned through his adversity that it's really, you know, he's able to become a better person, a stronger person through that. And thirdly, is just the value of relationships and personal growth. Um, Chris is a, a great guy with a great network and is constantly, you know, investing in himself and, and just making others around him better. Um, so that was a huge takeaway for me from his story. Um, next up, we have Dan Haberkost. He's a young guy. He's really impressive. Uh, a lot about um, the first big takeaway from his story was overcoming the scarcity mindset. He he grew up where in, um, I want to say, Ohio could be wrong, but I believe that's right. And, you know, but, uh, in a town where in a family situation where I think money was viewed as, you know, your people feared money. They, they thought they were going to lose it. They, they feared um, being generous or, um, just a sc overall scarcity mindset. And instead he was able to switch his mindset to more of an abundancy abundance mindset. Um, and, it, abled, it enabled him to break the cycle of poverty and start his own business. So now he's a real estate investor, land investor, doing really well for, I think he was 26 when we interviewed him. He might be 27 now, but um, just crushing it. And it's just, you know, really one of those just like switch your mindset, take action, make it happen. Don't get dragged down. If you need to, you know, switch your your circumstances, do that move to another area, you know, 
take control, take ownership of your situation. Um, and so secondly, with him, the importance of mentorship and surrounding yourself with the right people, like I was just saying, um, he found a, a mentor who was, I think it was kind of an informal mentor at the time. And uh, he learned, Dan kind of latched onto him and served and, and, and put his best, best foot forward. And, and um, it ended up being a really mutually beneficial relationship. And Dan was able to learn a ton from that guy who knew so much. So thirdly, just embracing challenges and learning, uh, learning from opportunities as they arrive. Um, so that was a fantastic chapter. Next up, Beth Boisseau-Coutts. Hopefully I said that right, Beth. Um, she was a fantastic guest. Man, I didn't expect actually... Um, <clears throat> I've known and worked with Beth for a few years now, probably five or six years. And uh, so I know her professionally, but I didn't know some of the, you know, we were going to talk, get into some of the personal things that we did. And um, she had a teen pregnancy and then she had a divorce and uh, um, some, she dealt with life threatening illnesses of family members, which I know was extremely painful and challenging. But she does recognize that those challenges were blessings and that all challenges are blessings. And that was a, a theme throughout the show with her and that this chapter of the book. Um, secondly, just leveraging past experiences. So um, she had a background in hairdressing, art, design, and then she went into insurance. And you might say those are all unrelated. But if you if you read the chapter and you listen to the episode, you can see how Beth's approach of doing the best job with what you're given and the circumstances that you're in can lead to abundance in the future. And so you never know how things are going to turn out, but the skills that Beth was developing as a hairdresser ended up paying dividends for her in her, her insurance career, which has just blown up incredibly. Uh, she and her family are doing very well, extremely well from what I gather with their insurance business. So just a fascinating story that I think, you know, is, is pretty relatable for, uh, some women out there. And, and, um, it's, it's just super impressive. Um, thirdly from Beth was the importance of vision and balance between passion and challenge. So, um, she warned against turning your passion into a profession. I remember because, you know, sometimes, that you can end up hating that, that passion. Um, so I think she stressed, if I recall, she stressed the, the importance of keeping boundaries between passion and maybe work or challenges. Um, so, and, and she had a bunch of books I remember that she recommended. So that was, that was a, that was a fun episode for sure. Um, next up, Mark Owens, man, I kid you not, Mark Owen's story was the one that truly was the impetus for my entire podcast and now the book. Um, Mark, I interviewed on the Good Deeds Note Investing podcast, uh, where I was a co-host with Chris Seveny, and Mark just blew me away. Um, not only is a, he a really good storyteller, uh, it's just, I mean, he was grew up in Baltimore, was a drug addict, ended up robbing banks decades of this stuff and then turned his life around and became a real estate investor, took control of his life and 
has been retired traveling around. I know this, this summer he's been traveling with his wife the whole summer because he can. Um, and it was just, it, just a fascinating transformation. Just incredible. Some takeaways from Mark's story were the power of mindset and self-perception. I remember when he was sitting in jail, I don't remember that, but I remember he told me and told all of us about the uh, time period where he was sitting in jail and he read a particular book uh, that just had a huge impact on him as far as understanding the power of your thoughts and the power of your mindset. Um, and that turns in, you know, is related to your self-perception and how it essential it is to see yourself in a positive light um, and reframing your perception. You know, instead of focusing on failure, failures, celebrating accomplishments, and that can si significantly impact the trajectory of your life. Um, secondly, from Mark, we learned that learning and growing despite adverse circumstances is still possible and very important. Um, you know, he was learning and growing during, during prison, right? And so, you know, if he can do it in prison, why can't we do it outside of prison? And then redemption and gratitude. So there was a lot of humility in Mark's story and a lot of just the human element, the personal touch. Um, and he's just so grateful for his life. And, and he um, talks about how reaching out to, he reached out to people to ask for forgiveness decades later after he'd, you know, done something to them and, and um, just how much that meant to him. Um, next up we have Matt four. Uh, Matt's a, Matt's a cool dude. Matt's a friend of mine. Um, I've interviewed him a couple of times, also in the Good Deeds show. Um, and I was on—I was one of the first guests on Matt's uh, podcast, which is called uh, Ice Cream with Investors, which is a fun show you should check out. But from Matt's story, we we learned about counter turning counter advantages um, into strengths. So um, Matt had a sister who was mentally disabled and then she passed away. Um, and then Matt also struggled, uh, struggles, struggled with, uh, dyslexia and, you know, growing up school was not easy for him and reading wasn't easy. And, um, I think that was just, um, somehow he was able to turn that into a strength. And I know now he's an avid reader and just, uh, an awesome, awesome guy. He's always, you know, focused on personal growth and taking control and ownership of your financial situation. His podcast is is about real estate investing and taking you know, financial, taking control of your financial future, which is awesome. Um, number two, which ties into this, was financial freedom facilitates intentional living. And so Matt's focus really is about intentionality being very purposeful with your time and energy and how you, how you live your life. Um, he had, uh, one of the setbacks he had and it was, he was actually owed a significant bonus check at his W2. Um, he's told me how much, but I can't say it would have changed his life significantly. And the, the company didn't give it to him. And, um, so he went from expecting a, a massive bonus check to pennies and uh, that motivated him and it was, made a huge impact on his 
decision that he can't rely on a job and he's got to take control of his situation. He's still, he still has a job by the way. So that's not me bashing, uh, having a W2 entrepreneurship is not for everyone, but taking ownership of your financial situation and the rest of your life should be for everyone. Um, Lastly, from Matt's story, we, we learned about the importance of empathy and meeting people where they are. Um, I'm guessing a lot of that came from, you know, dealing with his sister growing up and people who were disadvantaged. Um, but he's just a, a great guy who will meet you where you are, you know, emotionally, physically, intellectually. Um, and he's all about relationships, you can tell. So really a really a moving moving episode and an awesome chapter in the book um, next up we had david dodge he lost both of his parents at an early age and then he ended up um landing in jail and was put on house arrest for quite some time uh and you know through that he learned that adversity can lead to transformation and success he also has learned that consistent persistent action is the formula for success um he now, from his rental properties, I know he's a real estate guy in the uh, St. Louis area, if I recall. He is uh, was using the Burr method, which a lot of you may be familiar with, which I've used as well. Um, that's how he got things rolling. But he's very familiar with wholesaling, uh, Burr, long-term rentals, uh, all kinds of mostly single-family rental uh, real estate investing. And he's just killing it now. So he's really turned things around and it's through consistent, persistent action. Um, and that's really what's been the, the foundation for his investing journey. Um, and then lastly from him was the power of learning and self-education. So we, uh, you know, we, we definitely dive into how he, started reading books and started because of his house arrest and how things went, um, with the law, with the judicial system. Um, he kind of hit rock bottom and started realizing he needed to invest in himself, start learning, start self-educating. And that's really what turned him around. Um, next up we had Brent, we have Brent Bowers. Uh, Brent is, um, a former military officer like me. Um, and he, I know he had some financial trouble, um, and went through a divorce. And so his is pretty relatable for a lot of people. Um, some of these, you know, some of the guests we have are, have incredible stories like Mark Owens, for example, um, where we have, we've had guests where they've, uh, wrecked a plane and never should have lived, you know, uh, 6% chance of survival from, cancer, things like that, where maybe some of us can't relate to those stories. Um, Brent's story is pretty relatable and he's a great guy. Uh, he speaks to the power of resilience and adaptability. Um, and you know, just always figuring a way to get, get through things and, and, uh, figure things out. Um, he, he went from real estate to military service and then back to real estate. He was, uh, has an interesting, an interesting path that he's taken. And now he's kind of mostly focused on land investing, um, which is cool. 
Secondly, from Brent was the importance of personal development, development and, and mindset. And, you know, he, he invested significantly in personal growth, motivational tapes, if you remember tapes, <laughs> and decided to embrace the abundance mindset, which is just has led to abundance for him. So thirdly from Brent was innovative and persistent hustle can lead to financial freedom. He's definitely a hustler. That's for sure. Um, not afraid to, to work hard. So always charging forward. Um, he has the rhino on the wall behind him in the podcast. If you watch it on YouTube or if you watch, uh, his podcast as well. And because he's always, he has a philosophy of always charging forward. Um, to achieve success. And then our last chapter in the book is based on the podcast episode I did with Emma Powell, where I interviewed Emma. And she's a wife, a homeschooler of six, and a commercial real estate investor in Utah. Um, A lot of what we focused on with Emma was um, we talked about the instability of her financial situation from her husband's W-2. I think he was laid off a couple times and that really kind of prompted her to take control of their their financial situation. I know they, they now, not that she did it all by herself, I know she and her husband worked together to take control of their financial future, but they realized they can't just rely on his single W-2 income. And she also talked about health challenges um, in the passing of her sister's teenage son. Um, I might've had some other guests get a little choked up on the show, but she was the first one to truly cry on the show. And, you know, that's not my goal, but we're not afraid to talk about real issues. And I do appreciate Emma being vulnerable. Um, She talks about her son's autism, which I can relate to with my son. Maybe one of these days we'll, I'll do an episode talking a little bit more about that. Um, And, you know, the mental health situation that may come out of, uh, that may be related to to being on the spectrum. Um, But Emma talks a lot about the power of prioritizing and focusing on what you you can control, right? Um, Can't control if your husband gets laid off. So she switched to what can I control? Well, she also talks about the power of passive investing. So what she realized is what she didn't want to be this crazy busy entrepreneur. Um, I can't say I blame her, but uh, she wanted to be, you know, put their money to work and she wanted to encourage others to do the same so that you could have time freedom. She could, she and her family can have time freedom. And I know they just spent the entire summer traveling, which is awesome. So, um, those were three of the takeaways from Emma, the power of prioritizing, focusing on what you can control and the power of passive investing, um, among others. I know she talked about the, uh, big rocks, little rocks, uh, analogy, um, which it, it, which helps, uh, when you're talking about prioritizing. So that's kind of the overview of the book. Now, before you say I just ruined the whole book for you, um, I didn't. I mean, there's there's more in the book than what I just talked about for sure. 
There's a ton more in the book. I just glossed over some of my own takeaways from these episodes that we did. Um, you know, and I'm just, I'm trying to reach more people and impact more people in a positive way. And, um, you know, like I said, some people don't listen to podcasts or they've never heard of my podcast. Um, and a lot of people read books. So there are a lot of podcasts out there. There are a lot of books out there now. Um, but our thought was if we can put this together in a written format and inspire more people, um, then it's worth it, right? We definitely definitely took some time and some money to put the book together. It's not a sob story for me. Um, but I'd greatly appreciate it if you could buy some copies. You know, Christmas is coming up. Buy some copies for your friends and family. Um, you know, again, maybe, maybe you're a teenage kid, doesn't listen to podcasts, hand them the book. Um, someone else is going to have to do that for my kids. If I hand it to them, they're definitely not going to read it. Um, but I appreciate you all. Um, check out our website. You can get the book at our website at adversity to abundance.com. The number two, uh, it'll also be on Amazon and, um, check out all of our other podcast episodes. Um, the show has grown significantly. Our listener base, our downloads, which is awesome. Um, you know, truth be told, I haven't really monetized the show in any way. Uh, been putting a lot of time and energy into it. It's kind of been a passion project. Um, I love it, but it does take a lot of time and and energy and work. Uh, but if you have suggestions for the show, suggestions for guests, um, suggestions for format, what you'd like to hear, uh, what's working, what's not working. Doesn't mean I'm going to take everyone's suggestions, but we definitely want to encourage more listener interaction. And I want to know, you know, what's working, what's not working, what's resonating with everyone, what, what you enjoy, what should the episodes be shorter, longer, more solo episodes, um, certain questions you think should be asked or not asked or um, more frequency of publication, you know, maybe once a week isn't enough. Um, definitely open to suggestions. So please reach out. Um, my email address is Bateman James at Labrador lending.com. Uh, or you can contact us through adversity to abundance.com. Um, yeah. So this has been awesome. I've enjoyed this, this journey and we're looking forward to pumping out a lot more impactful, inspiring content. Thanks everyone. Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast, so go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure, but Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible, and it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to 
www.jamiebateman/haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman/haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman/haven. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> 